Hello, outdoor enthusiasts. Today you are listening to Hooked on Outdoors podcast. We are doing episode 00. This is Brett, and joining me today is Corey. Howdy. Sky. What's up? And Ricky. Hello. Today we are going to talk about our love for the outdoors and just kind of get the listeners an idea of who we are and what our mission statement is and just kind of like where we started in the outdoor world, like where our beginning is. So the listeners, you guys can get a kind of an idea of who we are. Uh, Corey, would you like to kick us off? Sure. All right. So uh, I'm almost 29. Been hunting since I was six, probably, I would guess. Five or six. I mean, rabbit hunting, dove hunting. I killed my first dove when I was probably seven. Killed my first deer when I was nine. Um, Been... Turkey hunting, deer hunting, squirrel hunting, rabbit hunting, dove hunting, duck hunting. I mean, just about everything you can do in Missouri, I've done it. Um, I didn't get to hunt as much in high school just based on sports, but once I was able to get out of high school, I I really uh, found a love for hunting, uh, deer hunting mostly, and that turned into archery hunting, and that's where my passion's at right now. Um, I also enjoyed the outdoor television and different shows on there inspired me to uh, try to get into the outdoor field as a videographer and editor. So I actually uh, have a college degree, a uh, bachelor's degree in uh, digital cinema arts and um, was a videographer for a couple years for a couple different shows. Um, I also used to edit for some shows as well. Uh, no longer do that full time, but um, wanting to start getting back into it a little bit. All right. Uh, what about you, Sky? Um, 32 and uh, just been hunting since I was, I don't know, like seven, seven or eight. <clears throat> uh, I started off turkey hunting. Um, I didn't really get into deer hunting until I was like 16, 15, 16. It was an awful experience. My first experience deer hunting, I saw absolutely nothing. And uh, I went on. I was I hunted public ground and my dad took me and my dad knows absolutely nothing about deer hunting so uh I pretty much stuck to turkey hunting until I met uh Corey and Brett and then started really getting into bow hunting and rifle hunting and going rabbit hunting and squirrel hunting and so uh but uh yeah I'm uh, ready for turkey season now that deer season's over with that's coming up isn't it all right Rick how about you yeah um so story's a lot the same. Uh, my dad wasn't a huge, huge hunter, really, probably hardly at all. So my, I think I started hunting probably the same age, seven, eight, but it was only usually when we were at Uncle Mark's house and that my earliest memories are duck hunting and uh, dove hunting. And I think uh, right now, I, I think I enjoy waterfowl and even though we don't do a whole lot of upland game hunting, I know that's it's been fun to the few quail hunts I've done and things like that. As far as deer hunting, I do deer hunt. I, I did deer hunt. I'm I just I, I is not my thing. I I don't know. I, I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't enjoy it like you guys do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I it's it's hunting has always been fun for me. I love being outdoors, but it's, it's always been. A, a hobby of mine as well so I, I go when i can and i would love to i'd love to duck hunt a lot more but 
I don't know, it just always seems like I can't ever get my priorities straight to want to do it. But, um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I think um, just kind of uh, been hunting since seven or eight, and I enjoy it. But yeah, yeah. Um, for my earliest memories of the outdoors, um, this is Brett, by the way, um, age thirty-one. Um, as I was saying, like I was probably five or six when dad started taking me on like rabbit and squirrel hunts and, uh, and dove hunting was probably some of my earliest memories. Um, I killed my first deer during rifle season in 2001. I was 12. So, uh, and introduction to fishing was trout fishing at Montauk and, uh, which I continue to do, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I started out. I remember before I actually could hunt, dad would take, take me out as well. And, uh, he would put me up in a, a tree that was, I don't know, probably 20, 30 yards from his tree. And of course it was screwing steps back then that, you know, a six year old has a hard time getting up anyways, but uh, we didn't have the best gear back then either, and I remember one day, it was very cold, and I was wearing mom's snow boots that had no insulation, and I'm sitting there, and uh, it felt like I was there for about five or six hours, but I bet it was only an hour in the morning, and I was basically crying because I was so cold, my feet were so cold, so I tried to get dad to, to stop hunting. I kept signal at him and basically yelling at him. And he kept just waving me off because it's only been an hour, even though, like I said to me, it felt like it was about six hours. And finally, he decides to to get down. He was tired of hearing me whine about it. And as he's coming over to my tree, I look up, and coming into the draw from the cornfield was a really nice buck. I mean, I still can picture that buck today. A really good, wide, tall, I don't know if it was nine-point or ten-pointer, I'm not sure, but I just remember how big that deer was. And uh, I said, Dad, you know, shoot it. He's like, I can't. <laughs> and uh I felt terrible. I cried the whole way home. That was that was a terrible experience. But it it gave me uh a little bit of a drive to to stick it out more and that's when I saw that deer that really opened my eyes to the the potential and the opportunities um deer hunting. Yeah, like fifteen minutes can change be a game changer. Yeah. So that's why we don't get out of the stand early. Yeah. Yeah. You learn the hard way. Well, that reminds me of when we went uh, duck hunting a few years ago at Uncle Mark's house. And it was in the morning and we were chilling in the field. It was you, me, Jeff, and Brett. And we didn't see anything for an hour. So we're like, we're hungry. Let's go to let's go to Casey's. So as soon as we get to the road, we look over and there's a tornado of ducks coming right over. <laughs> right, <laughs> right the, field, right the field where we were. Oh, that made me mad. Another funny story during that event, uh, our uncle was very particular about which ponds and fields you can hunt. And we was driving around, showing us these different ponds, and our buddy Jeff saw a pond with a very large mallard on it. The prettiest mallard I've ever seen. And Jeff said, we need to jump that pond and shoot that duck. Corey and Rick and I are like, but Mark did not mention that pond. Even though it's on the property we can hunt, that pond was never mentioned. If it's not mentioned, you don't go near it. <laughs> and Jeff was just like ripping his hair out. He wanted to jump that pond so bad. And finally, at the end of the day, we told Mark about that 
incident, and he said, well, it's a good thing you didn't because that mallard is a ruin. It's a pet duck. And it's a pet duck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that's why it was the biggest, fattest, prettiest mallard you ever seen in your life. <laughs> yeah, that would have been interesting. Yeah, we would have never got to hunt there again. But, uh, yeah, I kind of wish we did shoot that duck, though, just because of that's that whole trip. I mean, it was in Illinois, so I mean, it was awful. Uh, I've never seen more ducks flying in my life. When we say this, it is literally tens of thousands of ducks flying, yeah. But uh, besides that one time we saw them tornado on the field, they stayed in the stratosphere, it seemed like, yeah. Well, I mean, they and they weren't even that high, they were callable. Most of them we were calling out, but they just would not have it. I mean, we're we're sitting in a cornfield too. It's really hard to conceal layout blinds in a cornfield, but it was uh, demoralizing hunting that day. <laughs> yeah, especially when you had a good sized flock of geese laying about two hundred yards away from you, like they were coming oh, in, yeah. and you thought they were man, these geese are flying in, and then they just gave us the bird, literally. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why a lot of duck hunters, and I'm not. Uh, well-educated duck hunter. I do duck hunt and goose hunt, but I'm not uh, consider myself a expert. But they do say if you're not on the X, you're gonna have a hard time killing birds, and that's what we did that trip. I mean, it was an incredible trip, but so also close. terrible. So we should have shot the ruin, dealt Missed with the consequences. That much. But you see, and I'm on the other end, so I've never duck hunted or goose hunted or done any kind of waterfowl or anything. So. Well, it's kind of similar to turkey hunting. It's kind of. I mean. The calling aspect. They're birds. Sort sort of. (laughs) They are birds and you do call out. Some see better than others. (laughs) Yeah. Turkey's another thing too. Those birds, for being so dumb, they are smart. I mean, how many times do you get burned trying to call a bird? And they're lazy. Yeah. They want the hens to go to them. But kind of reminds me of... uh, Oh, what year was that? 2013. I called it my redemption year. I'd already had multiple bad seasons prior to that. And uh, I was filming that year. Brett was filming me, and we were trying to get a turkey on film. But the season started out horrible, terrible rain, first parts of the season. Um, Brett ended up killing one that in the rain, didn't you? Yeah, it was pouring down rain. The tom that I killed, I saw three days in a row. I just happened to be in the wrong field all three days. Where was this? Where was this one at? So this bird was on our uncle's, Cordenai's uncle's property in okay, Wellsville. Wellsville. And uh, the first day, actually, I say I hunted three days. The first day, Corey was actually hunting. I filmed for Corey. Um, so we were in a cornfield that had been plowed over, and then the, to the left of us was a pasture and there was a fence and a kind of a hill down to the pasture and this pretty good sized Tom, he he was coming in and uh, he disappeared as he was going up the hill. We thought to ourselves, as soon as his head pokes out by that fence, Corey's going to rock him. Except he popped up about 70 yards, 80 yards away from us. And we're like, what the heck happened? And I don't know what happened. But uh, he he never would come in, never, never gobbled. He just started pecking and feeding, and then he just moved away from us. So the next day, 
Corey and I decided to set up in the field that he came out of, in that pasture area. And uh, lo and behold, he come out in the cornfield we set up the day Naturally. prior. Yeah, but he had about 15 hens around him already, and he had no interest whatsoever. Corey was in college and was um, studying his career in biography or whatever, so he had to leave. And so the th- uh, the third day was just me, and I sat back into that cornfield and I tucked my blind in real good. And it just poured down rain the entire day. And a hen came out for about three seconds. And then the rain picked back up and she ran out of there. And I was like, this sucks. I was like, there's no way this is going to happen. And it was about noon. And you have to end your hunt at 1 o'clock in Missouri. So it's noon. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm going to pack up. Because it's raining. It's rained all day. And I haven't seen or heard crap, and I was like, this just sucks. And uh, as I'm packing stuff up, I happen to look up, and that Tom was out in the field. He was just pecking again, but he was in range. He hmm. had no interest in my hen decoys, never gobbled. I never heard him come out or anything. He was just there. And, uh, yeah, I rocked him. I think – I think the same year, that was a bird you killed with pretty decent-sized spurs, wasn't it? Yeah, he was – as far as the spurs goes, he was my biggest bird. Yeah, I think like, – because I'm pretty sure my brother Cole killed a bird. I don't know if it was the same day or if it was just one of the same weekends of that year. Uh, he killed one with pretty good spurs as well. Yeah. I think you and him were tied up around here as far as spurs go. Yeah. As far as spurs length? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd say he and I are about tied up – and I'm pretty proud of those. Yeah. So when I got the call that you killed that bird with the big spurs, I was not very happy. Naturally. That was my bird. <laughs> that was my bird. And so then we decided to keep hunting. We hunted a couple of similar areas. And uh, Brett was now dedicated cameraman because he killed. So naturally. Now you are the cameraman. That's the rule. If you kill a bird, you become cameraman. Yeah. And so we're hunting on the other side of the road and. Uh, have a couple jakes come in and <laughs> just like the seasons prior and the beginning of this season i missed it came in about <laughs> 40 yards probably shouldn't have shot anyways but i mean you should be able to hit at 40 yards and i just just whiffed bye bye and and then so you know at that point i'm like all right this year's not going to work uh and then brett and i decided to try to go down to um our uncles in South Missouri. Now we've actually never turkey hunted before. We've deer hunted down there for years, but never at this time turkey hunted down there. So we decided to try something different. And uh, Sky, that's when we called you up and saw it, said if you could yeah. come up from Oklahoma. Yeah, I was in Oklahoma working on the pipeline, and I get this phone call. He's like, "Hey, you know, we're going up here around Springfield, do some turkey hunting." And I'm like, "I'm like, what day are you going?" And I, I was only I was working like six ten hour days, so all I had was Sunday, so I drove like almost all afternoon and then met these guys up at walmart and light the parking lot up with my woohoo lights and <laughs> <laughs> well, it turned out to be worth it i mean it was yeah. sort of but sort of so we were, hunting, of we were hunting a couple of days prior to that and again here comes more rain just like you get in the spring 
And then uh, finally, like Sky City shows up on a Sunday, I believe. Saturday. Was it Saturday? I showed up on a Saturday evening, and then we hunted oh, then Sunday. Oh, hunted Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So we hunted Sunday, and we we kind of put a bird to rest the night before down in this lower field or a corner of this lower field up on this little bit of a little bit of a ridge. So we set up on the the lower part of the field, expecting that turkey to come straight down off that ridge, and. Everything was going according to plan. There was no rain that day, finally. No, no rain. He was gobbling. He, he was, gobbled in the yeah. mornings, maybe 70, 80 yards, yeah, maybe just, just a little bit of ways. And we got pretty close. And yeah. then uh, then he just me, got quiet. Me and Brett were sitting, I think, a little bit farther back from you. And uh, you were sitting down here. And all of a sudden, I just see Corey's head just look down this look down this path. And, uh, and he's just staring down this path. So me and Brett are like, anticipating maybe a turkey walking out and then what walked out Corey? i'll tell you what walked out <laughs> as i'm like you like you said i'm anticipating a turkey coming out because i keep hearing him gobble and all of a sudden he's quiet so i'm expecting him on the move and i hear something rustling around so i'm getting kind of ready and as i'm looking there out steps a stupid cow <laughs> <laughs> and they may not be like and you're and unusual, but in this spot, I mean, there's not a whole lot of cows in that area. I mean, it's not, he don't even have any cows. No, he doesn't have cows. <laughs> His neighbors don't have cows. The neighbors after that, probably they do have cows. And so they walk two property lines over to get his wheat field because he plants uh, food plots down there. And it just happened to be that same day walking in the same exact direction as that Turkey. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was about fed up at that point. Yeah, but we the, stuck with the cow it. came and the turkey gone. Yeah, <laughs> so we walked all the way up that ridge and then the next ridge over, trying to see if that bird would fire back up, and he didn't. He was gone. Mm, I don't nothing. know where he went, but I have no idea. He didn't like the cow either. So then we uh, we continued on. We we kept getting a couple other different birds to fire up, and we we're just basically running gun style all morning. Yeah, and we went ways. Yeah, and we had quite a few different birds that would that would uh, respond to our calls and then all of a sudden they just kind of shut up yeah so well then, by then it was like 11 11 30 well yeah we were in the we were back in back this, in the blind yeah this in the blind. cabin thing yeah cabin stand that we were just basically getting comfortable and just hoping something would walk by but uh, lo and behold we hit a call and we just hear the sound of thunder yeah <laughs> and, and it then was, again yeah and then again and then again yep. <laughs> And that's when it was it was on at that point. I got the camera going. Uh, finally realized there was four turkeys coming in from the south, and they were just walking straight up this this logging road and hammering at every time we called or not. And uh, finally gave us about a twenty five yard shot. I oh guess. yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, probably around that. And <laughs> and then I was we were, we were basically discussing one two three shoot, and we're making sure each other were ready. And I thought we were both ready. Yeah, we well, we were both ready, but naturally, you once Corey picked out the turkey that he wanted to kill, then I'm in search of the next turkey with the a bigger beard or b bigger spurts. <laughs> so as I'm eyeballing these other three birds, my bird that I pick out of the group. Meanwhile, there's a bird to my right that's pretty much the same size as the other three birds, clear right in the open. And the bird I decide to shoot at, as soon as we say one, two, three, boom, <laughs> his little head just goes right behind like a two-inch sapling, and I just smoke it. 
smoke it. I smoke the bird. He smokes the bird. And, and I smoke, smoke the, the tree. tree. <laughs> and then said some very lovely words. Yes, we had to edit that out of the video. Yes. <laughs> and the longer I thought about it, the, angrier the more angry, angrier I got. Yeah. Yeah, that was. It was. Really frustrating the moment for you, but it's pretty funny now. It's funny now. Seven years later. It was not funny at the moment for me, though. Because here, Corey's like, bird down, bird down. And I'm just like, you freaking got to be kidding me. <laughs> and we could have doubled up. Heck, we probably could have even tripled up if we would have just put that camera down. Yeah. But we but. wouldn't have the, the lovely language and the <laughs> best reaction on camera if we did. Yeah. It was a good memory. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready for turkey season now. It's getting, getting closer. Too. Two months away. Two months away. Yeah. So kind of changing uh, direction here a little bit. Uh, for those that are listening probably don't know that I was in retirement for fishing for a very long time. Very long time. Very long time. Hated it. Thought it was the most boring thing ever. Uh, it was about the summer of 2000. Was it still 2010 when we snagged for the first time? It, uh, it was, was it 11? 11. Okay, so anyways. Is that when we got into it? Oh, yeah. That's when we went down to the yeah. slough and we slayed him. But before that, I was reluctant to go down there. I thought it was going to be dumb. This guy's like, dude, come out. <laughs> uh, we snagging now. It's going to be great. I was like, yeah. So we go down there. I go down there reluctantly. Very first, once I got how the, how the reel worked and everything, um, because it was a baitcaster, baitcaster brain fart. Only a big one. Just uh, a really, yeah, really, big, really, really yeah. big one. I learned how to do that. The first cast I made, I hooked onto something and jerked me really bad. I thought I got a snag and this guy's like, nope, you got one. I started reeling that thing in. I was like, whoa, out of retirement. The very first fish I brought in was. I a, ain't never seen nobody freak out so bad about a sneaking trash fish. It was a, what, 25, 30 pound Big head car. Big head car. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, that was probably from that moment on. I think we went to the store the next day and got. A, yeah, you went and got bought some your reel. Wouldn't get him a reel and hooks. Yeah, that was fun. I uh, and that summer, man, we how many how many carp you think we killed that summer? Fifty, oh, sixty. We uh, we did the, you know the the river a favor on that one. We did. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> we were. Uh, well, it was during snagging season, so yeah. whenever that was, in the summer, whatever it September was, September, yeah, so. so late summer. But yeah, that was uh, that was uh, a very fond, yeah. non-hunting but fishing memory of mine. Yeah, and Ricky's so cheap that he's the only one out of all of us that'll uh, strip down to his skibbies and go after a stinking hook. Hey, and those like, things are expensive, there's like man. There's like dogfish, snapping turtles, water moccasins out there, and here's Ricky, you know, waiting out there in his lines above his head, and he's fishing it down, and then he just goes completely submerged for like a minute. He was down there that one time for a while. Be, me and Corey were I, like, should we go in after him? And we're like, well, I didn't yeah. even know what was going on. He's like, here, hold my pole. And yeah. I'm like, what am I doing with this pole? What I, it's snagged. I can't get it out any better than he can. So I'm like, okay. And then next thing I know, I turn around. He's going into the water, and he's not <laughs> nothing on but a smile. That must give his own. Give this. Swims. Did I there. come back with the hook or you not? Got the, no, you okay. got the hook. Yeah, it was there. <laughs> and I probably lost it the next cast. Or you lose it over the. <laughs> Power, power line, power line, power line. <laughs> which is Note. like a hundred yards away. I don't still don't know how you hit that. Note to self: I haven't gotten anywhere close to it. If you cast over power lines, 
just cut the string and just cut your losses. Because <laughs> me, I start pulling on it because I get the hook wrapped around it, or like the line did, and then it like you know wrapped around the line a couple times. Well, I didn't realize that there was two power lines, and I hooked on like the one furthest away, so there was still one closer to me. <laughs> so I'm tugging on this thing, and we got like a 130 pound test line. So I mean, I'm hogging everything. Way over I got. the baitcaster limit, by the way. Oh yeah. And uh, my weight touches the other line, and like out of nowhere, there's like freaking lightning bolt of power. Just, <laughs> and then I'm like, cut the line, cut the line, <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, we left. We packed up and rolled. See ya. Yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting story. <laughs> and the line's still there to this day. It, it is. sure is. <laughs> Souvenir. My hook's out there just dangling. Six, seven years now. Yeah. But <laughs> it is yeah. a ways away, though. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that's the furthest cast I've ever seen. I believe. I don't even remember what size of weights we were putting fours on there. Fours, we? fours, or eights. so those are pretty good size. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're we're throwing ton like two or three on there. Weren't we? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah, and we were just snagging from the bank too. We yeah. never did get into like the boating, like going out boating, snagging and stuff like that. Uh, until like the last couple of years, I yeah, think. Yeah, two, right? year, two years ago. I, so, first time I was out on Lake of the Ozarks and that's right. on a boat trolling, catching some monster. Yeah, yeah you yeah. make those spoon, makes the fish that we were yeah, they're, snagging. They're huge. Yeah, we caught some spoonbill. We did. Ricky caught, Ricky probably caught the biggest, I think, out at uh, out at this old slough. That, yeah. But I don't remember how long it was. It was, it was at least it was over five, five foot long. Are we talking from yeah. end of the bill? From, no, the, from eye to from eye to, from eye to the V and the tail. Yeah, it was about five foot long. It wasn't very. It was skinny, yeah. so it, it, it were, didn't have the it didn't have the food source. I guess it needed to yeah. get fat like the ones in the. Ozarks, that put up but, a fight because I hooked him on his tail, mm-hmm. so he was just yeah. flopping yeah. away, and that was fun. That was a fun catch. Yeah, if you weren't hooked before, you were definitely hooked after that one. <laughs> And that's oh, kind yeah. of the that's kind of the the motto of hooked on outdoors. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's just stories like that, things that uh, mine was ruining a hunt for my dad. You know, <laughs> that's what got me hooked. Not turning on the camera. Yeah, yeah. There's always that too. Every there's mm-hmm. always all. There, I mean, there's stories. We could go on for hours and stories, and we'll oh, get there yeah. eventually. But that's kind of what we're here for is moments like that that have happened or um adventures so to say that have got us hooked on outdoors whether that's fishing hunting and putting them to words you know so people can and yep and we just want to share that with everybody and uh would love to hear back from anybody else too and we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of topics we're gonna discuss um we're gonna go over some land management styles um you know product um arsenal whatever you you know what what bows and arrows we use but kind of get into what's popular right now and what the best really is i'll try to figure that out maybe try to yeah, do uh, some challenges on that yeah we we uh we broke <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we have to we have to go cheap yeah but hey it just goes to show you that just because you don't have the most expensive bow or right. the most expensive reel or the most expensive gun that you know yeah. Average Joe's still. But yeah, we're in the yeah, same can, boat as probably 90% of all other hunters out there. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's just it's, true. I got buddies that want to get a new bow every year, every other year. I've had crazy. my bow since 2010, and they're like, that's an old bow. I'm like, yeah, I killed two or three deer a year with it. 
why get a new one at this point? I mean, eventually, maybe, but... I yeah, still owe my brother money for yeah. the one he gave me. That <laughs> Is that the one I turned into a bow fishing rig? No, that's the that's the bear or whatever, like yeah. a 19... 19- I appreciate that, by the yeah, way. I've killed a lot of fish with that thing. Have you? Which, yeah. Which one did your uh, old stringies uh, say the snap on you? Oh, that... <laughs> yeah. The, is it a Hoyt? Yeah. I think it's a Hoyt, yeah, and... The, there are some open broadheads in the oh, yeah. in the case in the stand and, with the, the case and open her up one day and <laughs> I was oh, there. Man. I think me were you were there, Brett? Yeah, I was there. Or, I don't know if you were I, there as well. I don't know if I was there or not. Yeah, he was all excited showing us his bow. <laughs> hey, Scott, look at this. <laughs> he opens it up. Just, and he's like, "Man, what the heck?" I'm like, "I look in his case. There's just broadheads laying there." I'm like, "Oh man." <laughs> just a little advice: don't don't let your broadheads. Hang out with. Yes, you packed yeah. it that way. I didn't pack it that way. Your brother. Yes, I don't. I don't bow hunt, so I don't know them any better. Oh, oh man! And guess who hasn't bow hunted since? <laughs> you. Yep. <laughs> That's not your thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Know anybody else have any other stories they want to share right now? No, I don't think right now. Not at the moment. Alrighty. Did you want to explain to the viewers kind of what our mission is? Some of the topics we're going to go over. Wrap it up like here. Yeah, um, so the mission of this podcast is just to meet once a week, or as often as we can. We all have families and children, um, and we're just just talk hunting and the outdoors and fishing like we did today. Um, We have a slew of topics we'd like to cover eventually, such as uh, maximum deer productivity, uh, best phases of deer hunting, like the rut and all that. The rut. The rut. Turkey hunt. Turkey hunting talk, you know, that'll probably be next week. Um, that's kind of the big season that's coming up. Um, eventually, we'd like to do a duck chat. Uh, we might invite uh, my cousin Pat, Rick's brother. He is kind of the waterfowl expert amongst the group. Excuse me. Um, Stan selection. <laughs> <laughs> Nine. So, yeah, we just, there's going to be lots of things that we'd like to talk about over um, just as long as we can keep doing this. Um, if you'd like to hear more from us or if you have suggestions, um, go to the comment section below and on YouTube. Um, if you like us, uh, please subscribe and uh, give us a like and ring that bell. That way you know when new videos are coming up. Um, subscribing will motivate us to keep doing this mm-hmm. and eventually... Uh, yeah, we but we also have Instagram and Twitter now. Oh, that's right, Twitter. Twitter. We have no uh, followers right now, so <laughs> on Twitter, you're first follower if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, we're very new to Instagram and Twitter. Um, so, but yeah, that just once a week is the goal. Um, there's no set day. It's not going to be every Wednesday, every Thursday. It's just when we can get together and do oh, this. Everybody's free, yeah. Eventually, we might be able to tighten that down until yep. we do it the same day every week. If That's you guys are that interested in listening to our podcast, that way you have something to look forward to on a Wednesday morning on the way to work. Right. Have something uploaded for you. But we do need more topics, so if you would please comment on YouTube and let us know what you would like us to talk about or yeah. you know anything that you want us right. to discuss. And right before we go, what's our Instagram handle? Our, our name. How do people find us on Instagram? It is hooked underscore OD underscore podcast. Okay. Cool. All righty. All righty. Thank you much. Goodbye. See you guys.